What's up, guys? It is the 25th episode of Press Y, the last episode of 2023. My name is Kelton Burns. I'm joined by Cameron Donahoe. My name is Cameron Donahoe, and I'm joined today by Kelton Burns. Hello. It's late in the evening, guys. So, we are burning so late. the late evening oil today. Uh, so, yeah, let's hop right into the news this week. So it's been another slow news week. Uh, so we're going to talk about just some great stuff. So, as reported by Game Rant, the U.S. Department of Education has approved funding that will allow thousands of middle schoolers to learn computer science with Minecraft. So, for those unfamiliar, Minecraft does have a history in the classroom. Minecraft Education released back in 2016 and actually was designed to be used in the classroom. It even comes with lesson plans and prompts for teachers. So, there have been schools that have been consistently using Minecraft to help keep kids engaged and inter- interested in their material. Um, but as far as I know, it looks like this is like maybe the first major funding approval by the U.S. Department of Education to further this type of Minecraft lesson plan learning I think, style. I think a game that they should use to teach in school is uh, Call of Duty. Take the box. Um because you could teach people whose first or second language uh, is English. You can teach them the more niche slang terms, you know, that way you can be hip. Also, yeah. Fortnite is a less aggressive way to teach them. Still, still kind of aggressive, but they let they lack the vocabulary skills that most Call of Duty players have. I actually almost never hear other players in Fortnite until recently with the fucking um, Fortnite Festival rock band stuff. But usually I always am playing solos, and so I never, mm. ever hear anyone else in that game. It could be, like, my own, uh, like, uh, bias, I guess. Or, like, my own personal experience. Maybe this is skewed. But I've heard, I have, I've heard some unsavory things, but not, like abhorrent things um I, i've definitely i've been i've been razzed a couple of times on on Fortnite, it's mostly razzed. because i'm so 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 bad at it i just almost never play with like other players that i don't know i think that's, that's the that's i mean the that's deal. fair i'm also like queuing up with random people and yeah. so i guess that's my own fault and in call of duty you have to do that right so it's way more common yeah yeah you are you really get into the depths of the muck of the worst of the worst. It's like, uh, you know in Hercules, where he's like, <laughs> has to dive into the river Styx, and there's just a bunch of souls and spirits grabbing at him? That's what, like, random solo queuing for Call of Duty servers are nowadays. It's it's an unholy experience. Another out-of-the-park analogy from Cameron. Mostly they are out-of-the-park. Home run. So, yeah, guys, Minecraft will be used to to teach students, middle schoolers, computer science somewhere in the country. Who knows where exactly that's going to happen. I think it was like $4 million to get approved for this. So That's cool. I yeah. think uh, video games are a great way to teach people. Yeah, I agree. I never got to learn anything with video games. So 
A little bit jealous. Yeah, we just had like the overhead when I was growing up. When smart boards got introduced, we're like, oh, fuck yeah. It's learning, but with video games. Nah, it was just learning with the fancier markers. Actually, now I just remembered there was, I took a an engineering class mm-hmm. my senior year of high school, and our project was uh, a controller that you could plug in, like a USB controller, Logitech. You could plug it into a computer, and it would automatically install a game, and you could play it with a controller. Kind of like a computer version of like those old school, like, you know, the like SpongeBob joystick that you could plug into your TV yeah the red and yellow and play a game it was like that concept but with like full-blown games i think our demo game was like lego harry potter like lego i think it was actually the lego movie game uh and i on the team had the great job of testing the controller out so i would just play the lego movie game from start to finish in that class that sounds like a great class it was a fun class so i guess i have I have passed the class with by playing uh, by playing the Lego Movie video game. In other news, it has been confirmed through the Insomniac leak that Sunset Overdrive 2 was in development at some point, but is now canceled. So, big, big stab to my heart. I loved that game. Really, don't give a shit about that game. That game was great, Cameron. That game was very i and pretty obnoxious, in my opinion. I think that game hit the sweet spot. Uh... I'm sad. I hope. It, I hope you know. I hope someday something something will happen with Sunset Overdrive Two or something. Maybe a remaster. I don't know. Who knows? But for now, it is it is gone. Laid to rest. Big sad. Insert Assassin's Creed death prayer here. Christopher Judge. The voice actor behind Kratos in the 2018 and 2022 God of War entries has confirmed that he will not portray younger Kratos, who Terrence C. Carson voiced, out of respect for Terrence C. Carson. So he will only voice older Kratos. He even went on to explain that he recently turned down a role that would have had him required to emulate Carson's younger Kratos voice. That was unrelated to anything Sony Santa Monica is working on. He wanted to make that clear. Is that the current voice of Kratos? Christopher Judge, yes. He voices 2018, 2022, so the older Kratos. Seems like a pretty honorable dude. He seems like he takes the the position of being Kratos' voice, like, super seriously, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, he does seem like a cool guy. Yeah, he seems like... God damn, is that voice crazy? Can you imagine just putting that voice on like me or you? Holy <laughs> fuck! Like that guy looks like he should have that voice as well. He's just like this enormous, like beautiful man with a beautiful man voice. But if you put that shit on like us, we'd get laughed out of a gym. You know? You think I was thinking it would have the opposite effect? I think we'd get way more respect. I don't know. Man. This podcast I, I, would have way more listeners if I sat. Yes, but I'm saying if you pair our 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 uh, the physical things that you can see with our voice, like the the audio with the visual, that's when it's laughable. He's a lovely combination of it, and it makes sense on my tiny little boy frame. With that verbose voice, it would make no sense physiologically. I think it would make for some great D&D sessions. I agree. 
I totally, totally agree. Would I want that voice? I would kill a man for that voice. <laughs> if I had the ability to rip out that man's voice and take it for my own, I would. Well, <laughs> on to the next thing after that great little uh, detour there. Uh, South Park Snow Day was announced late last week. It doesn't look like a direct sequel to either 2014's The Stick of Truth or its direct sequel, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Mm. It is being developed by Question, and Question was a support developer on the last two South Park games and is closely associated with South Park's creators. So I'm sure it'll have, you know, the genuine good South Park feel to it. Mm. Uh, it, it is up to four-player co-op. It's a $29.99 game. Uh, so I don't know if that is any indicator that if it'll be as big of a lengthy RPG as the last two. Because I actually, I played South Park the Fractured but Whole, and I really liked it. It's actually I really like... Truth. Oh, no, I actually never played The Stick of Truth, but I really liked the the sequel, which I, I heard it was like, they're pretty like similar. Yeah. Uh, I, I was honestly shockingly surprised because you see these like kind of comical games and they usually kind of fall flat but it was both very very funny and shockingly like polished like the actual gameplay was solid and like very fun and like there's a lot of like fun game meta stuff as well as just like classic like south park bs and characters you've seen over the show and whatnot um yeah i was i was really surprised so that's that's cool i'm, I'm excited to see any more south park games that are made because clearly I, they're it, taking it pretty seriously. Also thinking about it, I don't know. I can't. I haven't played the Sega Truth, so I can't speak for it. But the the fractured uh, butthole, I bet that that game holds up because of its graphic style. You know? Yeah, I I'd imagine that. I mean, because it just looks like a South Park episode, like literally one to one. Um, I'd imagine I could play that fucking like fifty years from now and still be like, yeah, this this totally holds up. Cause and it's like turn-based combat and stuff. So like, and and the way that South Park is animated is like it's kind of meant to look a little shitty. Like people are like on sticks and stuff and like don't really like bend or move their legs. They just kind of like hop up and down. Um, so it really seems like they made the most out of that. Yeah, I think, I think if if you're listening and you're looking for an RPG, which I don't know why you would be looking for an RPG right now because we are in such an, a crazy video so many, game year for RPGs. So God, and all the RPGs are like, this one's literally a thousand hours long. Yeah. And it's the best. It's the best thing that's been made in years. And then another one comes out like a week later. Yeah. And now that's the best. Yeah. It's so overwhelming. But if you're just like the RPG gamer you've already beaten everything and you're just hungry for more and you miss these two games then go hop in them mm-hmm. I agree. if you're like me and cameron you might think it's a shallow pool and be pleasantly surprised uh so yeah south park snow day because of that i'm not like gonna write it off i will keep my eye on it probably check out the reviews when it comes out uh it does look like a little bit of a different type of game is it the, is it like mechanically the same like is it still like turn-based and shit no, not a lot of gameplay has been shown off. I see. Okay. It just got announced with a $29.99 price and then a $229.99 uh, deluxe edition that comes with a paper te- or a toilet paper holder. Jesus fucking Christ. 
That's so much money for a toilet paper holder. <laughs> there's, there's like a hat and some other stuff. Oh, a but, hat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that makes that balances it out for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure like Cartman's like holding the paper or the toilet paper and it, it might be voice activated or something. I don't know. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> so. Thank God. Uh, Thank God you're not going to buy it. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up most of this week's news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like I said, it's a really slow week. We're uh, scooting right into the end of 2023. Holy shit. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, a little bare bones there. Yeah. So like juicy gossip down at like the gamer lounge, the seedy gamey, gamer bar that you hang out, juicy tappers. Juicy gossip. Uh, no, not really. No, like, no people getting hacked or uh, possible gamer spies hacking into fucking Sony and taking people's underwear uh the main discourse i saw this week is that uh what's that game called starfield on steam the reviews have turned to uh slightly negative so it's in the red mm. and so there's been discourse over this where it's like are people retroactively changing their mind that they actually didn't like this game or like what has happened to cause um, now public opinion of this game to just continuously shift more and more negatively? It got pretty good scores, right? It got like I remember it got like in the eighties. Yeah, I, I mean, I would that. consider that to be a success. And then some like seventies and sixties, but now that like as more and more reviews have been added into that mix, it is now tanked down. Like it, 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 it I think it's Bethesda's worst-rated game right now. I personally really didn't like Starfield. I could not get into Starfield, and I wanted to. I also wanted to, and I also played about eight hours. And I, I, played... I remember being like, I'll get back into this, but something else just came out. But I'll get back into this, and I just never got back into this. I played like three hours. Got to like, I feel like I got a decent feel for the game. And it's just like, Starfield doesn't separate itself from anything else. Any other kind of fun sci-fi world that I've been in. There's no reason why I would return back to Starfield, you know? Yeah, my main issue, I think, was there's a lot of loading screens. Yeah. And, like, I was trying to go to a planet because I, I remember reading that there's, like, really big set pieces and really well-written side missions. And I wanted to get to that stuff because that's, like, that's what I'm in it for. And I ended up, like, running into, like, space pirates that I couldn't skip. I had to fight these pirates in space. I'm really not a big fan of, like aerial combat and games and like just some stuff like that dragged Same. me down i'm not a ship guy you know uh, yeah i've just never really been that into that kind of stuff and if you are gonna force me to have to get through that stuff then i don't want to like have a really hard time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe i should have just turned the difficulty down or something maybe i also i felt like the worlds felt really like bland and fucking like i because ah. you're sprinting through the world a lot and honestly i liked the like how there's like low gravity and like jetpacks. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But I felt like I was just constantly looking at my sprinting meter because I didn't give a fuck about like the barren wasteland that I was running through. And I also remember reading that having sex in that game is like a really good source of XP, but then I just could never get to the sex part. Uh, so yeah, that was like the main discourse I've seen on Twitter. But I, I think it, you know, sex in the video games. Can't can't speed run it. I mean, I think you can, but I uh, I just never got there. Kellen doesn't got that Riz. He don't got that Starfield Riz. So, outside of that discourse, I wanted to just look back on 2023 a little bit. 
with you, Cameron. And as I've already let you know ahead of time, I have six things here mm. that I'm uh, that I'm looking for. So, in 2023, what was your favorite game that you've played? My favorite game was, as I'm the D and D guy. This is like everyone's favorite game if you didn't even play D&D, but Baldur's Gate. I love Baldur's Gate. Um, like, oh my god, I never ever in a million years thought that video games would be able to properly capture the feeling of playing D&D with your friends. And Baldur's Gate doesn't get the complete freedom that comes with playing D&D, but it makes its own... Like, it capitalizes on its own niche, you know, and, like, makes it very, very fun um, in its own way. Uh, I love all the changes that they made to the classes. I thought it was a lot of fun. They added a lot of stuff to, like, the Hunter class uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, and it just it, it was able to capture that feeling that, like, oh, fucking, the, the choices that I make in this world matter. And, like, I feel like I'm a piece of this world and, like, there's so many random things that you can miss or that you, uh, that you can find. Uh, and it, it just made me want to explore literally every single nook and cranny of this enormous game. And typically, I'm not down to do that. So if a game is that interesting that it makes me want to explore, fucking good on you. Would, so I'm just like very torn right now and i had this conversation actually earlier today is like do you think i should play you think the game is meant to be played on pc if you're gonna be playing it on like mid graphics or do you think it'd be worth it to play on ps5 with a controller with like top tier 4k graphics i mean i think i mean i'm kind of torn as well because personally i like to it feels like a point and click kind of game and I like doing that better with a mouse. So like game feel wise, I would prefer a mouse, um, but that's up to you. But I really think that this game deserves to be ran at its full capacity. I put in a good like 10 to 20 hours of this game. I like I, I was running it on kind of like a, a mid game laptop and like I eventually was like, OK, I'm just going to f- fuck this. I'm just going to play on my PS5 and then start over because I want to like actually experience like the beautiful graphics. So, I mean, I think you get a lot of your money's worth by playing uh, a like full resolution, fully kitted out uh, Baldur's Gate 3 copy. So you've played it on both Yes. Both version. And so yes. is the controller version feel that it does it feel terrible or does it just not as feel as intuitive? No, it doesn't feel terrible. It's just like it's not really my thing. Um it's it's totally serviceable. Um I like it, it really didn't bother me too too much. Um I just personally prefer a uh keyboard and mouse for those types of games. Okay. That makes sense. So I've already said this before, but my favorite game of twenty twenty three was clearly Alan Wake Two. Just survival horror, incredible story, incredible writing, incredible characters. I was thoroughly invested. I'm a big Alan Wake fan going into it. This is very, very satisfying as a Remedy fan as well. Um, and I cannot recommend Alan Wake 2 enough uh, for, for those out there who enjoy some survival horror and some weird, trippy storytelling. You have sold this game on me. Like, I played... Uh... A little bit of Alan Wake, and I saw this one come out, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to play it. 
but I saw, uh, I heard you guys, you and Devin talk about it, and I saw some of the gameplay trailers, and it looks fucking sick. Um, so you have inspired me to beat Alan Wake and then start Alan Wake too. So thank you. I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm happy. And I, I, we never, I don't know if we ever really covered it, but Alan Wake two got a new game plus with a new ending. Oh. And I have been. Like I want to get jump into it, but I don't know. Don't know if it's too soon, you know. Like so, I don't know. I have my save. I haven't deleted the game off my PS5, um, so that's there at some point. But yeah, let's keep it moving. Least favorite game that you played that came out this year? Uh, Starfield. I mean, I already I already <laughs> had my gripes. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't a big Starfield fan, and there's a lot of there's a quite a decent amount of hype surrounding it, and so I just felt like I don't know. Uh, I'm a good thing we talked about it earlier. Uh, mine was Tower of Fantasy, which actually did come out on PC and mobile, uh, I think, before this. But it came out on PS4 and PS5 this year, which is what I played it on. And oh my god, was that just a not fun experience. Like, the menus, absolutely terribly, like... Uh, ported to ps5 like there was so many times navigating the menu where i'd have to touch a random spot on the touchpad and hope that that's where mm-hmm. it would register like a mouse click um uh, it was just it, and it was it was uh it was rough it's very pay to win constantly shoving microtransactions at you uh the co-op it was not intuitive every i just tower fantasy was it was a chore and i quickly moved on so that was my least favorite experience. And I, I spent a good... I really wanted a new co-op game like that to play. So I wanted it to work. But it just did not work for me. Pour one out for Tower of Fantasy. Most underrated game of 2023 in your opinion, Cameron. I completely and wholeheartedly stand by this. Pikmin 4, I felt like, was woefully uh, overshined by a lot of these games. I mean... In a year where a fucking new Zelda game and Baldur's Gate 3 and fucking all these crazy and a new like Armor Core game all came out, like I get it. A new Resident Evil remastered Dark uh, uh, Dead Space. I get why Pikmin 4 was outshined by a lot of these games, but goddamn, is it a good game? Like I I, uh, I jumped into it for a little bit just because I got all nostalgic because I love Pikmin, and it's. It's just like uh, Pikmin with like a new fucking shiny coat, and it's like got all these fun, um, uh, like new adjustments to kind of just like make it a, a little bit more approachable. It's I personally liked like the pretty hardcore uh, style of the first one, but I can definitely see why they would make these like more uh, approachable mechanics or like quality of life things for Pikmin. Just because, like, it is kind of a, like, it's a Nintendo game. It's it's meant to be picked up by people who aren't usually playing, like, super competitive games. And it's, like, a perfect intro to, like, playing, like, a game where you're managing resources or, like, bases and stuff. Um, like an RTS. Uh, and they they have new things, like, you can rewind time uh, if, you, if you fuck up and, like, kill a bunch of your Pikmin beforehand. That was, like, they're just permanently dead and they're gone. <laughs> um, which was always heart crushing as a kid. I, I did like that part about Pikmin one, but I it, it's refreshing to be able to play Pikmin and like not be fucking on the <laughs> edge of my seat with the the <laughs> 
with the uh, the deaths of my comrades on my mind at all times because I sent them into battle. And uh, you aren't under time constraints. Usually you had like a little like day counter and you have like only a certain amount of time for it turns to night. And then every one of your Pikmin that are out of the like home base immediately get killed. They don't have that. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, just like a bunch of little quality of life changes, which were really nice to see. And I, I wasn't really planning on like putting as much time into it as I did. And so uh, those those kind of quality of life changes to make the game easier made me want to play it more just because I wasn't being hard punished and freaking the fuck out because I lost so many of my, my good, good boys. Dude, I just, for Christmas, my brother got my girlfriend Pikmin 4 and she has been playing it. And just the other night, she was like, oh, I couldn't get a lot of sleep last night. I was just... I was just laying in bed awake thinking about my Pikmin. Dude, I love Pikmin 4. It's great. I, I've never played a Pikmin, so watching her play it has been uh, interesting. You should totally pick up Pikmin 4. It's like uh, it's a super easy one to pick up in comparison to all the other ones. All The first one is fucking brutal, bro. It's, it's really tough. My most underrated game 2023 is going to be Pokemon Sleep. Which oh. I played every day for like 140 days or something like that. So yeah, that's awesome. Pokemon Sleep. I think great. that's a good underrated one because I certainly didn't think a a sleep aid game was gonna be as good as it was. I mean, I haven't played it personally, just from what you've been talking about it. It uh, it makes it makes sleeping just that much more fun. <laughs> uh, favorite multiplayer game of 2023? I had to give it to Lethal Company, which brought me a lot of laughter. Um, I never, I've yet to play Lethal Company yet. It's a good time. Hell yeah. I, I mean, I certainly need to jump in. Uh, my favorite multiplayer is obviously the finals. It's like what I've been talking about almost every week for the past like three or four weeks. Man, I like that game. I like that game a lot. A lot of fun. Like literally every single gadget and movement and character I really enjoy. Like I, I love the medium. I love the heavy. I love the light. I love them all. And it's been a while since I played a game, especially like an online competitive shooter, where I I don't have like a real main. I just really enjoy playing like all of the stuff and it, finding different little combinations and different metas uh, is a lot of fun. Like like pocket healing a heavy or running like three lights and just fucking gunning down people when you're invisible and being a menace. Oh yeah, stuff like that's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. And then game that came out of nowhere, 2023 edition. Camera hit me. Um, game that came out of nowhere, uh, Bomber Cyberpunk. Uh, nice. Did no shit about. We talked about this previously. Did no shit about this game. I uh just randomly saw this like a trailer for this game, and it said it was out, and I was like, oh fuck! I love Jet Set Radio. I love uh games like this. Uh, super stoked to give this a go. I'm glad I did. Holy shit such a good game and i didn't see like any fucking advertising for it until i saw that one trailer like i didn't see like it announced anywhere um so yeah my game that came out of nowhere i gotta give to warhammer rogue trader which we uh we talked to one of the guys from owlcat games at pax and i had never heard of that game i was never big into crpgs either but this has kind of been the year of the crpg and uh, yeah i hopped in that game and uh, i've been loving it and it launched me into the warhammer universe overall i've been listening to some audiobooks so yeah gotta give that one to rogue trader for me 
um, favorite announcement to wrap us up on our 2023 recap. I got to give it to Hideo Kojima's OD. It looks good. It looks really good. And for me, it's going to be Dragon Ball Sparking Zero, obviously, <laughs> as well as um, Sword of the Sea, I believe is what it's called. Sword of the Sea. Yeah, it's yeah, Sword of the Sea. It's a uh, it's a giant squid game, uh, published by Annapurna, the same people that did Journey, and it actually uh, it looks very Journey esque, except you're fuck it, you're a little dude who he surfs on a floating sword. And when you said that... giant squid game, I thought it was gonna be like a giant squid game. No, that's the the studio that made it, Giant Squid. I was like, giant squid game. It's just a ton of players killing each other. Yeah. Or they're all really big people, and it's a regular oh. amount of players. Okay. Because they're giant. But yeah, I love Journey. Uh, I fucking... Journey's great. I love Abzu. I love those games so, 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 so much. Um, and so I heard that they're making this game, uh, and Sign it looks really, really great. Uh, super good music from the trailer. Really cool environments from the trailer. And you get a fucking... Surf around on a flying sword. That looks cool as hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't even heard of that. I would oh, recommend sweet. taking a look. I feel like Giant Squid Games is just, like, perfect at nailing, like, calming but terrifying vibes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. A perfect combination of both calm and scared. And I hope that that's how you guys feel, guys. Exiting out of Press Y, episode 25, ending the 2023 year. Thank you guys for listening with us for about the half a year that we've been doing this. Yeah. Uh, and we will be back in 2024. We'll be back next year. We'll be back. Another and we're going to be badder than ever. We're going to be hella bad. 2024 is going to be our year. It's going to be our year. We're going to level up. We're going to glow up. And we're going we're gonna to rock your world. So yeah, guys. Sorry, apologies for the slow week, but I hope you uh, hope you had a good time. And and yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week. And have Little a good new year, boys and girls, and thems, and everything in between. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I got I had to end that one quick. I was about to cancel myself. <laughs>